And so, before we introduce our guest here today, um, what is God doing this weekend? God is depositing the spirit of faith into this house. You know, I always wondered what it would be like to be in a Kenneth Hagin meeting. I never got to be in one of those meetings. I would listen to the teachings. But I would hear stories about the presence and what God was doing in those meetings. And when we met Reverend Melissa, we did not know this, but she spent seven years serving under Kenneth Hagin's ministry. Seven years. And then she moved to serve under Kenneth and Gloria Copeland's ministry for 13 years. Say 20 years. While other people were getting married and going on vacations and doing what... You know, all the things that you desire to do and you watch all your friends doing this, doing that, going to the nations, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, God, what's wrong with me? And then the Lord says, serve in this ministry. Look at the person next to you say, an impartation cannot be bought. Money doesn't get it. You have to serve the mantle. Look at the person next to you say, you've got to serve the mantle. You, you can't just buy it. It's not cheap. You've got to give your life for it, which includes your money. Can I get an amen? And so when you take 20 years and you lay down your life and you watch everybody accelerating beyond you and you wonder, God, what, what, why am I being held back? The enemy wants to come and tell you, well, you're being held back. You're not good enough, blah, 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 blah. But what was deposited on the inside of her was the very thing that was in those meetings. And I felt it and I sensed it by the Spirit in this house this weekend. And we are so blessed. I don't even think you understand that we actually get to receive of that anointing. Because the same Spirit of faith that was in those meetings is resting in her today. Gosh, man, I feel that right now. So, so what do you got to do? Don't look at the person. Get your heart ready to receive what the Spirit is delivering today. Put out your faith to receive an impartation of this deposit that's getting poured out here today. Right? So what are you believing for? I'm, I believe that we got faith for miracles to be unlocked in this house today. There's a deposit of faith to see the miraculous break open. That's where I'm standing. That's what I believe is getting ready to pop. That's what I'm believing for. I believe it. Yeah, nah, nah. Shemana, nah, nah. And let me say this too. The transaction isn't complete until you give into it. And you're going to receive an opportunity to sow into this ministry at the end of the ministry time. Don't leave five minutes before giving. Don't do it. I don't care. Whatever the sacrifice is, make the sacrifice. Otherwise, pledge it and give it. But make sure you complete the transaction by honoring the gift today. Can I get an amen? And, and the Lord dropped it in my heart that we need to give faith seed, a, a, a seed that is by faith to believe in for the thing that you're believing God for. Because it's going to be poured out in here today. Can I get an amen? Come on, let's give a big round of applause for Melissa, Reverend Melissa and her husband. We're so honored to have you in our house tonight. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being our friends. Thank you for pouring into us. Thank you for just giving your life to just pour it out. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Woo! Say this with me. Say, Jesus, Jesus. Is, Lord. is Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to say, Wow, and thank you, Pastor. <laughs> that was awesome, Pastor Nick. I've like encouraged about my own life, amen? I'm like, wow, I'm gonna make it. 
But you know what I love about this church and this ministry is what your pastors carry. You know, wherever you hook up at, you're going to be a partaker of the grace that's on this ministry. And so your pastor has what I like to call, and we're going to talk a little bit about today. It's called a pioneering spirit. That's an anointing and a grace to do things that have never been done before. To do them. Amen. That's right. To do them in a way they've never been done before. I've been to a lot of churches. I've never been to a praise and worship like this. Awesome. And so um, I want to say thank you for honoring us, Pastor Nick and Pastor Misty, for inviting us to come trusting us because they love you. And uh, they're, we're going to stand before God for you. And so they're going to have to give an account for everybody that they let. This isn't a natural, this is what I call a holy desk, a holy pulpit. Amen. And so they have to give an account to everyone that they let stand here and speak into your life. So we count it a great honor and thank you. Amen. So um, while the anointing that's on you, let me just go a little bit more. Now, I shared a little bit of my testimony with them last night. They, they took us to a really fancy dinner and steak. I like steak. I'm from Texas. Shakarababashi. And um, we had steak last night, and I shared a little bit of my testimony. But I didn't say to you last night what you said this morning. And a word for word, what you said about... Um, when it looked like everybody else's life was going forward. I even preached that because that's what happened to me when the Spirit of God told me after I graduated, all my friends, I told you this part, we're getting married and doing this and that. But in the natural, it looked like everybody else's life was moving forward but mine. And the Spirit of God said to me, stay, serve, sow, and grow. But I was like, oh, no, what am I doing here? I've been in Raymond for seven years. Serving the vision of Kenneth Hagan Ministries. It didn't say Melissa Swindle International Ministries at the Prayer and Healing Center. The Faith Shield, that was Kenneth Hagan Ministries logo. It wasn't, uh, you know, Melissa Swindle Big Cursive. It's like my hair flowing in the wind. But in the natural, it looked like everybody else's life was going forward. And then when I finished my assignment and my time there, the Spirit of God sent me. I didn't go on my own. The Spirit of God sent me to Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And I served the vision of Brother Copeland for 13 years. I planned my little meetings around his meetings. I didn't plan my vacation. I didn't take ministry opportunities to preach when he was having the Southwest Believers Conference. His conferences were my conference, and I went and I served, just like I was an employee of the ministry, and I wasn't on staff. Now, later, they ended up contracting my ministry, and I flew with them all over the world. Not a lot of people get to say that, but it's because I was faithful to serve, and I just want to say thank you for who both of you are. Y'all are powerful, powerful, powerful. And uh, I waited a lot of years. My husband's standing here with me. But, you know, I had to stand and wait for him for a long time. <laughs> this is my husband, Edmund. And I like to call him James Bond for Jesus. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> All right. Get your own husband. Get your own smile too big. <laughs> but I call him my H3. What's H3? He's my hot Hungarian husband. <laughs> hey. So we, uh, Pastor Rodney, who is my pastor now, uh, Pastor Rodney's been my pastor for almost five years. I believe my pastor is also your pastor's pastor. And he married uh, Edmund and I December 18th, 2021. So praise God. And I want to thank God for my husband. He is very accomplished very successful, mighty man of God. I did a post for Valentine's Day and I said, you know what? He's the best man I've ever, I, I, I just love knowing him. I honor him, but he's the best Christian I ever met. I mean, he gets up and reads his Bible faithful every day at six o'clock, whether we've had three hours of sleep or not. I was like, well, I want to get saved all over again. So I love you, husband. Thank you for everything that, that you've brought to my life. I honor you and I bless you. Amen. And I love you. Thank you. Amen. Thank you.
So if you're wondering who the handsome guy was, that's age three, okay? Or JJ, James Wan for Jesus. Hey. So hallelujah. Well, you know, it's always, when I was with Brother Copeland, you know, when you're with somebody for a long time, you pick up on what they say and what they do. Come on, you've seen a bunch of teenagers at the mall. They're all congregating. They're all dressed alike. Same outfit, different colors. Right? So I remember one of the things that Brother Copeland used to say. He said, the honor of a man or woman of God is, number one, to be loved by another man or woman of God. And thank God I have my man of God. But he said, number two, the honor of a man or woman of God is to be asked by his peers to minister to their people. And this is a great honor of my life. And I want to say thank you. Thank you for that. Amen. And so today, as I'm speaking and as I'm talking, wow, that video was powerful. Can I take that home with me? I feel like I'm a preacher now. (laughs) You know, I was talking about, I said, when I walk, God walks. When I talk, you're like, why is she yelling? Because I'm serious about it. (laughs) When I talk, God talks. Do you know that you're God's ambassador in the earth? Jesus isn't going to come down from heaven again. He's not going to die on the cross. But No, you're it. If people are going to find out about Jesus, if people are going to partake of the blessings of God, it's going to come through you. I know some of us don't wake up every morning feeling like Jesus living us with our funky breath. But if you'll remember who lives on the inside of you. Ha ha. The greater one. Say the greater one. He lives in me. He dwells in me. He walks with me. He talks with me. Say I'm alive. With the life of God. I may or may not do a healing line today. But if you need a miracle in your body, if you need a healing touch from Jesus, today's your day. That's right, mama. Hey, ha ha. The power of God is present to heal. You know, God loves you so much. He's made many ways available for you to get your healing. I served at the ministry of Kenneth Hagin Ministries. I went to the Bible school there. And when I finished, the Holy Ghost said to me something I wasn't really excited about hearing. He said, stay. That's for many of you in the room. Stay. Don't tuck and run when it gets tough on your flesh. He said, stay. He said, serve. He said, sow and grow. I was like, I ain't trying to hear all that. I'm trying to get me a husband. You missed Friday night. You didn't come till Saturday morning. I see, I see, I see. So after I graduated, I began to serve and work at Kenneth Hagin Ministries, and I served the vision of Kenneth Hagin Ministries. And the place where I plugged in, say plug in, plug in. was called the Prayer and Healing Center. What do you think they talked about at the Prayer and Healing Center? Y'all deep now. Y'all deep sheep. Y'all real deep. Mm-hmm. Y'all been to that YouTube university, I see. What's up? So at the prayer and healing center, over the years, I began to work in the prayer and healing center. I helped run all of the prayer partner lines for Kenneth Hagen Ministries. We had anywhere from 500 to 1,000 calls a day. And so you know what? Guess who I became? I became the ambassador for Kenneth Hagin Ministries. Do you know that you're the ambassador for Pure Church? Everywhere you go, people should be like, girl, girl who, who are you? What, 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 what are you about? What you, what you do? You're like, oh, I'm all about that JC program. Y'all know JC, Jesus Christ? Yeah, come with me. Come with me to church. I'm blessed. I'm living large. I'm supercharged. You want to hook up with what's up? 
So I would answer the phones. Thank you for calling Kenneth Hagen Ministries. How may I agree with you in prayer today? But you know, my flesh was screaming, what in the name of Jesus am I still doing here? And where in the name of Jesus is my husband? Well, he was in Germany designing cars and getting patents with Porsche and learning multiple languages so I don't have to get another interpreter when I go somewhere to preach. But as I was there, as pastor said, I began to pick up what the scripture calls an impartation. An impartation is a divine deposit from the Holy Ghost. And it's not from a man. It's a gift of the spirit that resides or operates in a man or woman of God. And it's a grace that flows through them to you. You know, my gift's not for me. I know I, I, I can preach. I'm cute. I'm a little vivacious. But my gift's not for me. Your gift is never for you. Your gift is always for someone else. Let me give you a little tip for life. You might want to write this down. Get your pen out. Get your little, your little notes on your iPhone. I always say a long pen is better than a short memory. Here it is. Y'all ready? It's going to be deep again, so y'all got to catch it. Life is not about you. Life is about other people. Jesus said when you lose your life, that's when you find it. So instead of sitting in my apartment in Tulsa by myself or in Fort Worth or in Tampa feeling sorry for myself, wondering where my husband was, I went out and I started winning souls and preaching the gospel and populating heaven. And before I incorporated my own ministry, I made the vision of Kenneth Hagen Ministries and Brother and Sister Copeland's ministry. And even now I got my own ministry. I have for over 20-something years. But my pastors, how many of y'all ever heard of somebody called Rodney Howard Brown? He got picked up by the popo. He went to jail. I ain't about trying to have that. You didn't know that? I ain't about trying to have that prison ministry, but he did. He went to jail because he refused to close the church. I heard your pastors did the same thing. But you know what? I take my ministry and my gift and I bring it up under his gift. I was quiet now. Nobody, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Because, you know, once you sit under a ministry, you begin to partake of their grace. And you start to flow in their anointing. But sometimes you get a little too cute and you think it's you. I go to church at KCM or Kenneth Copeland Ministries or somewhere. I'll be like, I'm feeling anointed. I want to preach up in here. It's because I'm I'm a partaker of their grace. You know, Paul said that in the book of Ephesians. He said, this grace was given to me, not for himself, he said, but for your benefit. This grace, my faithfulness to serve at Kenneth Hagen Ministries, like he said, I became, it's not just something I parrot. It's who I am. It's my DNA. The spirit of faith lifted me from a pit. <laughs> the spirit of faith raised my mother from the dead. <laughs> when she had three brain aneurysms. And I jumped on her bed in the, in the emergency room. <laughs> See, that healing anointing's in here. It's working. Woo. It's okay. I promise my false lashes won't come off. crying because I'm sad I'm crying it's because I'm grateful I'm grateful and so that same spirit of faith that's on me 
It's being deposited into this ministry. It's being deposited into you. That when, the, see, oh, there's no victor without, oh, a challenger. It doesn't mean you won't be challenged, but it means you will always triumph. Say that with me. Say, I always triumph. I always win. Say this with me. Say, I cannot be defeated. And I will not quit. Not going to quit. That Holy Ghost who lives on the inside of you, he gives you a supernatural endurance. That when in your own flesh, you would faint and quit. Hey, hey. The quickening power of the Holy Ghost. He gives you faith to take new territory, to do things you've never done before. And you know, faith, as I said earlier, it's active. Faith is not passive. But what happens is after you get saved and with the Holy Ghost, and you start going to a good church for a little while, you like to do what I call coasting. Everybody know what coasting is? You do that on a diet, you're going to get fat again. Now, if I was at this church every Sunday, I'd be real skinty, okay? You know what skinty is. It's better than skinny. But you cannot get what, you can't get a apathetic or a spiritually lazy. When I was at prayer school as a student, the, the two ministers that were over it, they said, every time you come to prayer school, every time you come to church, every time you come to class, you need to be sitting on the edge of your seat. Let me do a demo here because the Holy Ghost likes to demonstrate. So how do you sit on the edge of your seat like this? Because you're going to get something. You might be tired. Your flesh is screaming. And they said they would just pray in tongues. Like, Pastor, I already know he ain't playing. He's like, I'm going to get mine today. <laughs> but you can sit on the edge of your seat spiritually, even on the inside. And you can be like, today is my day. I ain't playing games with the devil. I'm going to get my stuff. See, faith is tenacious. Faith is aggressive. It's not passive. And it's not apologetic. The devil wants you to back down. And we're not backing down. We're not going back. There's nothing to go back to anyway. I burned my bridges. You will never walk on the water until you step out of the boat. I guess y'all want some scriptures. Anybody got your Bible? Show me your Bible. Wave your Bible around. Show me your Bible. Show me your Bible. Hallelujah. Say this. Say, I love. Come on. Raise your Bible. Say, I love the word of God. The word of God is God speaking to me. Amen. You know, God's word is alive. But you know, before God's word was ever written, it was spoken. And God's word was spoken so it could be written so it can be said again. Woo! I'm saying things I've never said before. God's word was spoken before it was written. And it was written so it could be spoken. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. You got a book of words. You got a book of instructions. He left you a book. He left you a manual. But it's not a natural book. This word is alive. God's word is alive. Do you know that you got born again by the word of God? Jesus is the word of God made flesh. But nothing in your life ever changed. Well, I believe, I believe, I believe. That's great, boo, you believe. But if you don't say that Jesus is the son of God and he died and rose again, you don't get born again. 
A lot of people have mental assent. They think because they live in America that they're a Christian. But if you've never confessed Jesus is your Lord and Savior, you die without God and you go to hell. You ain't got to pray about it. You ain't got to fast. Well, I've been meaning to do that. Good intention will send you straight to hell. I wish I could just be a cute little white girl and go, you know, turn, turn, turn in your Bible with me. Psalms 91. But before I met my husband, the spirit of God sent me to 25 nations. And I didn't have a team of employees, but I had a band of angels. You know, everybody doesn't like you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to be encouraging. Everybody doesn't like you. See, y'all getting your captives set free. That's like me when I took off those Louis Vuitton heels on Friday. I was like, did I, did I use my faith and spend money on these shoes? What was I thinking? I told the ladies, I'm going to share with y'all some of the stuff I shared with the ladies. I told the ladies, my mom's just as crazy as me. My mom's a real woman of God. She'll be watching this. And uh, she used to, we go shopping because, you know, we're all called to stimulate the economy. Shout. The pastor was trying to help you out earlier. Why don't you use your faith? Why don't you use your faith? Why don't you use your faith? To believe God for the finances to live on the level your, li- your wife wants to be at. So when people see your wife, they're like, ooh, who, who your daddy? I like this church. I like y'all. Remember I told you not everybody going to like you, but I like you. I like you. You know, it's easy to like somebody who likes you. I'm so sorry I disappointed. I just look kind of straight-laced like. The devil doesn't care what you believe. Just as long as you'll be quiet about it. That's why Satan comes with persecution. Because he wants to shut you up. That's what it is. That's what persecution is. He wants you to stop doing what you're doing. Because it's working. He wants you to stop praying for your kids. He wants you to stop praying for your husband. He wants you to stop sharing the gospel at the gas station. But guess what, boo-boo? You don't pay my bills, so I don't do what you want me to do. And guess where I learned that? Remember I brought up my mama? My mama taught me that. When she'd be soul winning while we're shopping, I was like, Mom, you're embarrassing me. She goes, I'm embarrassing you? She goes, what do I care what these people think? She said, they didn't die for me. You spend too much time being tormented about what other people think about you that don't care anything about you. And trying to please people who ain't going to give you any money to pay your rent. That's not a scripture, but it'll preach. I just did. thought I was funny, but now I know, I know, I know, I know. All right, so I went on and on about that Bible, but open your Bibles with me. Come on. Open your Bible. Uh, We're going to talk about, which I've been doing, (laughs) the spirit of faith. Say, the spirit of faith. 
No, no, no. Say it like this. Say the spirit of faith. Yeah. You know, the Holy Ghost ain't sneaky and he ain't spooky. He tells you in his word what he will do. You like that? Sneaky, spooky, don't be kooky. Go with me first. I want to talk about the spirit of faith. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, most of these scriptures are going to be a combination between the King James Bible and the Amplified Classic, which is the women's Bible. It's got extra words. There it is. Say this with me. Say, my faith works. My faith works. If I will work it. Faith works every time. You just got to work it. The word of God is alive. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. He'll cut you. Just like I'll cut any of you try to come and hug up on my husband after service. Oh, so nice to meet you. No, boo. No, 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 no. Not today. 2 Corinthians 4.13. Come on, straighten up, straighten up, straighten up. (laughs) Woo, hallelujah. I keep hearing this phrase in my spirit. And I think this came about either in World War I or World War II. And they had this phraseology that they would teach the Americans. They said, loose lips, write this down. Loose lips sink ships. Loose lips sink big ships. Meaning you're going to have to get a grip on your lip. If it looks like your life is going down, when you step out on the boat, check your mouth. All right, read your scripture. You're scaring me. Okay, 2 Corinthians 4.13. It says, we have, come on, say that with me. Say, we have. have. Now make it personal. Say, I have have. the same spirit of faith. As it is written, I believed. Therefore, I have spoken. We also believe. And therefore, we speak. You don't get born again unless you say that Jesus is the Son of God. The most supernatural thing that's ever happened to you throughout all eternity. Doesn't happen when you get your first Louis Vuitton. It happened when you got born again. And it was easy. All you had to do is believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. You got translated from spiritual death to spiritual life. Everything in the kingdom works the same way. Believe and speak, believe and speak, believe and speak. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. If you don't know what to do and you don't know what to say, open up your Bible. Get you some words that you can say in the face of the adversary. What did Jesus do? I never said this while I was preaching on faith, but it's going to fit real good right here. What did Jesus do when he was led by the Spirit to be tempted by the devil for 40 days. What did he say? He said, it is written. 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 Because he spent time studying what, what the Old Testament, what we call it now. So he's filling himself with those words. Filling himself with those words. So that when satanic thoughts begin to bombard his mind... You cast down imaginations, reasonings, and every high thing that exalts itself and gets the knowledge of God. Not by thinking, it's by speaking. You're not going to think your way out of your problem. 
The Bible says that your tongue is the rudder of your ship. If your life is going in the wrong direction, check up on what you've been saying. Pastor said he was complaining. Guess what? I've complained too. Don't ask my husband what it was about. But when you get pressured, because financial pressure, it's real. It's real, boo. Wait till you have to start buying your own shoes, paying your own rent. Use your faith for some car insurance. It gets real. But if you're complaining, murmuring and complaining all the time, your life is going in the wrong direction and it's working against you. But if you'll just make an adjustment on the inside and as pastor says, use your faith. You know, one of the things that kept me from marrying the wrong man was my mouth. I would say by faith, Lord, I thank you that my husband and I, we are united in one in spirit for the gospel's sake. My husband loves me as Christ loves the church. He's committed and faithful and sold out to Jesus. He'll be committed and faithful and sold out to me. I can only marry the right one. So when other brothers try to creep up on me, And it wasn't right. You know, it can look good, it can smell good, but it's not the Holy Ghost. And a lot of times, if your flesh is too involved, you can't discern the difference. But my God, we got a divider. This is your divider right here. It's going to cut. It ain't going to feel good. But this word right here is the only thing that divides between what is your soul and your spirit. I pause for emphasis, not because I don't know what to say. The Bible calls it Selah. Pause and think about it. We have the same spirit of faith. According to as it is written, we believe, therefore we speak. Hallelujah. Hmm. Let's go to Romans 14, 17. (sighs) For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, it's peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. How y'all doing up back there? Y'all good? I mean, I'm kind of loud. I don't know how you can't pay attention to me. You know, you don't have to wait till you're 40 to get in faith. You don't have to wait to be miserable till you're married. A lot of 17-year-olds are already miserable. I'm giving you keys to change your destiny. I'm so bold to say that because I used to be the same way. But the Holy Ghost was sitting on me in a service and I didn't even know it. The spirit of faith believes and it speaks. The spirit of faith says, I have faith in the blood of Jesus. The spirit of faith says, I have faith in the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. There's three types of people who are born again. You want to hear about the first one? The spirit of faith, if you're a Christian who has a spirit of faith, you have like a pioneer spirit, like your pastor's God. That's why you go to church here. God assigns you to this church. You know, he's going to have to give an account for you. So if you take off and leave in six weeks because you got mad, but the Holy Ghost said, this is your pastor, this is where he's supposed to be, you're going to miss it. You're going to end up shipwrecked. Don't tuck and run. The spirit of faith is like a pioneer spirit. The spirit of faith, And a pioneer, it's always pressing, pressing, pressing for new territory. Brother Hagin used to say this saying, he goes, some Christians are so greedy. 
And then he'd say this old country phrase, that's just bunk. <laughs> but he said, when they pray, when they believe God for anything, it's bless me, my four, and no more. Some of you, that's where you're at. You've been hovering in that area a long time. You're just using your faith for your rent, using your faith for your car payment, and that's good. Because it's better uh, to ride in a car with air conditioning in Florida than it is riding your bike. But God wants you to use your faith for bigger things, for other people. God just doesn't want you to use your faith to pay your rent and the projects. He wants you to own apartment complexes. My husband's getting blessed over here. You know that's a Holy Ghost. (laughs) The spirit of faith in a pioneer spirit is always pressing for new territory. It says, I forget those things that are behind. And my best days are ahead of me. Say, my best days are ahead of me. See, the rest of my life is the best of my life. And the best of my life is the rest of my life. I feel like a Pastor Rodney rap flowing now. If you have a pioneer spirit, you have to know what to leave behind and what to take. Come on, when people were, were pioneering the United States, you just got a wagon. You can't take all your uh, 100 pairs of shoes. You got to pick your favorites. And if you're moving to the mountains in California looking for gold, maybe you don't need to take stilettos. If you want to make progress, you're going to have to get aggressive. So you're going to have to leave all your sweet, cute stuff, passive, lazy you got to leave it behind. Being a Christian's not passive. Being a Christian's active. Active, active. You know, I did a t-shirt because if y'all on TikTok and y'all ain't started fasting that social media yet, they go, Holy Spirit, activate, 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 activate. Yeah. But you know what? The Holy Ghost doesn't have anything to activate or demonstrate until you speak the word. The Holy Ghost just doesn't land anywhere. Oh, y'all don't believe me? Go to Genesis chapter 1. Well, you know, I don't know if it takes all that. I just, you know, I just got saved and, you know, I just got me a job at Publix. And I get a discount on my groceries and girl, you know, it's hard. The times are hard now. Inflation's going. That doesn't apply to you. Genesis chapter 1. You're like, dang, when's this girl going to finish? Well, I'm, I, we got Genesis Revelation, all right? <laughs> Genesis 1. But this is a principle. It says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And it says, the earth was without form. And it was void and it was dark. My, uh, it's so nice what you're saying, Melissa, and you got you a rich husband, but I ain't got nobody help take care of me. I spent 45 years as a single woman. You're like, if she bangs on that pulpit one more time, it's all right, it's dirty. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was a single girl for 45 years before I met James Bond for Jesus. But my daddy took care of me. And I was still reigning in life through one man, Jesus Christ. If you're a single lady, raise your hand. Hallelujah. Keep your hand up. Father, I just thank you right now for the anointing to prosper. I thank you that you increase them. Increase, 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 increase. Hey, Father, I thank you for the anointing of increase. You don't have to lack. You just need to laugh the money in. Woo! It said in the beginning.
beginning, in the beginning, God had created the heaven and earth. It was void. It was dark. If your life looks dark, what do you do? God didn't look out and go, wow, it's dark out here. What's up? No, what did he say? It says, and the spirit of God moved on the face of the water. And God said, let there be light. Wow, she's loud. You know why? Because I'm getting louder than your circumstances. And you're going to have to get louder than your circumstances. Laying in your bed in a fetal position, feeling sorry for yourself, isn't going to make it better. Ask me how I know, because I did it. It says the Spirit of God moved upon the waters. What was he doing? He didn't do anything until God said. The Holy Ghost, even today. There are things that the Spirit of God has spoken to members of this congregation, but you have not seen the Spirit of God do yet because He's waiting on your words. God said, let there be light, and God saw. Verse 5, and God called the day. Verse 6, and God said... Verse 7, and God made. Verse 8, and God called. Verse 9, God said. Verse 10, and God called. Verse 14, God said. Verse 20, God said. God said and God saw. God said and God saw. God said and God saw. If you want to see, you better get to saying. I don't know if it takes all that. And let me just tell you what the word of God says about you. Verse 27. God created man in his own image. You, brother, are created in the likeness and image of God. No, you're not God, so don't get it twisted. I know you want your wife to call you God, okay? Hey. Keep it holy, keep it holy, keep it holy. This is pure church, pure church. It's that God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. The thing that makes you different from all other creation is you are a speaking spirit just like God. That's what makes you different from a dog or a hog. A dog barks and a pig oinks, but they don't have creative power in their words. You do. God blessed you and he said, be fruitful and multiply. You are the only being in the earth that can be like God and create other spirits. When a man and a woman come together in holy matrimony, not shacking, not dipping and dapping, don't know what's happening. The life of God comes over the seed and a spirit is born. The spirit of faith says, my best days are ahead of me. The pioneering spirit says, my best miracles are still ahead. You know, pastor was saying, he said, I believe this is an atmosphere, a time for miracles. What, what kind of miracle do you need? It's not, miracles aren't always just healing. The water's getting troubled up in here. But maybe you need a miracle in your money. Your money acting funny. That's where you need a miracle. Maybe you need your, uh, your husband. Maybe you need your marriage worked on. Whatever the area that's needed, the power and the presence of God is in the room. All you got to do is... Remember, faith is active. It's not passive. If I say, hey, my husband brought one of those Porsche 918s in here. It's, you know, um, how many millions of dollars is it now? It's one, about $2 million, a car that he worked on. It's out, in the, it's, out, uh, it's out here in the parking lot. It's yours. What are you going to do? 
I got the keys, but you got to come and take it. Now you got to use your faith to get you some insurance on it. The spirit of faith has two main ingredients. It pioneers new territory, and the spirit of faith, pastor, pioneers the way for those who will come after him. Your faith today is not just about you. It's for those who will come after you, mama. There are those who are watching you who will follow in your footsteps. The spirit of faith has two main ingredients. Number one, I believe. And number two, I speak. It's only believing and speaking that opens the door to the supernatural. If you're tired of natural resources and tired of natural results, it's time for you to move your mouth. Because only your mouth is going to move your mountain. But you know what we do with our mouth? We make the mountain. A lot of problems you have in your life, you made them with your own mouth. Why can I say that? The Bible says the tongue, tiny member. But it sets on fire the course of nature. A lot of times in life, we're going and running around trying to put out fires over here and trying to put out a fire over there. But it's a fire that you kindled and made with your own mouth. Many of you are tearing down your own marriage with your mouth. You better speak live or you'll be a boo. Nobody else should be telling your husband how smart, how fly, how fine, how anointed he is than you. See there, see there, there it is. And you have a great example in front of you. It's only believing and speaking that opens the door to the supernatural. But your belief system must be connected to your sound system. Somebody needs to write that down. Your belief system must be connected to your sound system. Proverbs 18:21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. You're already eating the fruit of your mouth. If you don't like where your life is today, start changing what you're saying. Some of you are like, I've been speaking the word, I've been speaking the word, I've been speaking the word. While you're in church for three hours on Sunday, but what do you say when you're in the car? I think a lot of Christians think Mark 11, 21, 22, 23 says, believe whatsoever things you desire when you pray, when you say in church. It's not just in church what you say. You come here and you can get words that you can say. But what are you saying uh, the other uh, 20 hours of your life? Is it midnight yet? All right, then y'all be all right. Revelation 12, 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. And by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. That's Revelation 12, 11. Remember I said everybody ain't going to like you? That's why you got to die to you. When you get born again, you're dead. Dead people don't get, get offended. You ever seen a guy in a grave, people walking by, you be like, you know, I never liked him anyway. You think he, what, does he get up and go, you know what? No, he's dead. Some of you are too easily offended. And your faith is not working because you're not walking in love. That's free. But I am still going to receive a love offering at the end. (laughs) 
there's a man whose name was Smith Wigglesworth. And he would say this. It says, any person can be changed by faith, no matter how they may be fettered or chained. Let me say that again. Any person can be changed by faith, no matter how they may be chained. What's that mean? It means the devil can't make a bondage for you that you can't break out of. Well, you don't know how far in debt I am. And, you know, my mom and daddy gone now, and they didn't leave me nothing. I can tell you grew up in a rich neighborhood. Your parents are all good. Boo, everything I got, Jesus gave it to me. What he did for me, he'll do for you. He's no respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith. Hebrews says it's impossible. Well, I thought the Bible says nothing's impossible for him. No, there's one thing that's impossible. It says it's impossible to please God without faith. And the only place you're going to get faith is God's word. Faith comes by. Oh, y'all good. Somebody read y'all scripture. Faith comes by. Faith comes by. If you're having a hard time being in faith, what are you hearing? What are you listening to? You can't bump Beyonce and Rihanna. You're going to find you a familiar spirit, not the Holy Spirit. Because singing is still saying. It's tight, but it's right. It's not enough just to be a believer. It's not enough just to come to church. You must also be a speaker. It doesn't matter what you believe if you don't speak it out of your mouth. You just lose by default. A lot of people have mental assent that that Jesus is God and he's the son of God. But they never complete the transaction. It's the believing and the speaking. When you have a spirit of faith and a pioneering spirit, you believe that your purpose is an eternal purpose. Say, God's got a plan. And I've got a purpose. Let's say it again. Say, God's got a plan. And I've got a purpose. 2023 was made for me. Hey. When you have an eternal purpose, you believe that even though you may have pain, your eternal purpose is greater than your current circumstances. I could have quit a long time ago. I'm sure your pastors could have quit. But you've got to get the victim out of your voice. Well, you are Samuel, as my parents never loved me. I grew up in the projects. And I was in, I was in, I was in. Uh-uh. Quit feeling sorry for yourself. Today, I'm not here trying to get something from you. I'm trying to get something to you. It's already working in my life. I want to see it work for you. Because faith works if you will work it. Now, all of the Bible is not about faith, but all of the Bible will produce faith. Let me say that again. All of the Bible is not about faith, but all of the Bible will produce faith. Amen. Second Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by Only like 15 of you know it. There's more than that. For we walk by and not by sight. When you have the spirit of faith, you believe that the unseen is greater than the seen. Romans 1.17. I'm feeding you some scriptures because I'm feeding your faith. Romans 1.17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Sometimes when you get a few faith victories, you just want to lay back. Maybe when you first get on, born again on fire for God, get filled with the Holy Ghost, you like want to read your Bible and pray in tongues every day. And then after about six weeks, you're like, mm, I ain't trying to hear all that. 
I'm tired. My cousin's talking about me. They don't care about you. When you were out doing drugs and acting crazy and getting left on the streets in the middle of the night from the club, they weren't concerned about you. But now you save on fire for God going to church. I'm concerned about him. The just shall live by faith. Well, you know, it's the grace of God. That's great. Grace is great. But you can't access grace without faith. It doesn't say we live by grace, boo. It says we live by faith. We live by faith. We live by faith. It's impossible to please God without faith. All right, y'all getting it. I used to be a cheerleader, so you know I'm. When you have a spirit of faith and a pioneering spirit, you believe that your words have authority. You believe that your words have an effect on your world and your life and your destination. If you want to change addresses, just start moving your mouth. Some of you, holy Jesus. You only like speak in tongues or speak the word at church or for an hour when you're singing Holy Ghost word-based songs. See, when you speak, you're making a highway for God to come. But some of you, you just got like a little path that a moped can get on. If you want God's biggest blessings, you've got to be a believer and a speaker of the word of God. You can build a highway for God to come in your life. Those 18-wheelers. Big blessings. Big money. Say big money. Big, big money. Come, money. Come now, money. I hear the flap, flap, flapping of their waving wings, bringing silver and gold and everything. If you play that instead of Jay-Z, I'm sorry, white people. He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's not like anyone you've ever heard before. I'll just say that. I was going to say like Barry Manilow, but not the same, not the same, not the same, not the same. Hey, brother, make sure I can get your contact information to, so that we can do that for you. Okay, so don't, don't leave early. All right. He's like, he's he going to be carrying my bags in the car. <laughs> when you have a spirit of faith, that means you cannot quit and you will not give up because your life is valuable. Say, God's got a plan. God's got a plan. And I've got a purpose. Got a purpose. Mm, hallelujah. I want to read you this one thing. Some of you think, well, you know, I'm Melissa, I am the way I am because of sin. Let me just give you a life tip. You can add this to the other one I gave you at the beginning of the service. Quit sinning and get it under the blood. The blood of Jesus is bigger than your mistakes. Say this with me. Say the blood of Jesus Purges me of every defilement. The blood of Jesus keeps and guards my mind day and night. The blood of Jesus prevents deception and aborts the plans of the enemy. The blood of Jesus is my divine covering and protection against all fiery darts of the wicked one. The blood of Jesus is alive, so full of life and grace. It perfects all that concerns me. The blood of Jesus Reconciles everything in me and to me to the perfect will of God. 
every day and in every way. That's good, isn't it? Hallelujah. You opened up my eyes to so much more. I saw the same shadow. The moment you came down and hit the floor.